0: Welcome to episode 241 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. I'm Brian Lovin. Today we caught up with Meg Robichaux.
1: She's back. <laughs> that's Meg is back in town. Wow, wow,
0: wow, wow. Before we get into the episode, because I don't know where <laughs> to go after that, I want to thank our sponsor for this episode, and that's Spectrum.
1: Spectrum is a tool to help you build online communities. Or join online or join communities. Them. If you go to spectrum.chat slash explore you should go and see all the communities made just for designers and developers like you. We've got a product design one. We've got communities for tools like Figma, Sketch, and Framer, and There's literally literally hundreds and hundreds more. Uh, There's 1,600. You're going to find something I just you looked. like. Bryn guarantees it. But if you don't find something you like, not all is lost because what we've made is a tool that makes it really easy to build an online community for yourself or your business or your project or organization, whatever it might be. Uh, you can create your community for free. It Unless has- it's a bad one,
0: Just <laughs> don't do those. Then we might take- We have a code uh, of conduct and you can't have those. Yeah, it well, says no bad communities, not, not those bad ones. Especially yours. Yes, <laughs> you. <laughs>
1: But you can make it for free. It comes with unlimited memberships, unlimited messages, conversations, uh, and tons of awesome features that we've been working on hard for the last year. We hope you enjoy it. Again, that's at spectrum.chat. Go check it out. Hopefully you find a community you like. We have a community for this exact uh, podcast that you're listening to right now. This is your podcast one. Uh, That's at spectrum.chat slash specfm. We've got a channel for the Design Details podcast as well as all of the other podcasts on our network. Uh, We hope you go check it out. Otherwise, you can yeah. make a community for free. Once again, that's at spectrum.chat. Thanks
0: once again to us. And with that, let's get into episode 241 with Meg Robichaux.
1: 40 or
0: 41?
2: 241. Meg? Um, I'm an illustrator. Uh-huh. F- full stop.
0: No, you got it. <laughs> you're not supposed <laughs> to just answer me. <laughs> intro yourself. Intro yourself.
2: <laughs> My name is Meg Robichaux. And I'm an illustrator at Mm -hmm. Lyft.
1: Mm -hmm. That's new.
2: That's new. (laughs) I hate this part. (laughs) It's the hardest part.
0: So you've been on twice before. It's been over two years since your last one.
2: It's been a while. Yeah. A lot
0: has changed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: A lot has changed.
0: So two years and one month
1: ago, we were in Park City hanging out and we did a live episode with you. And yeah. Mackie. And Mackie Saturday.
0: And then three months <laughs> earlier, we did a episode with you. This was... In my old kitchen. Yeah. With a gradient puzzle. With very and we weird... did a gradient puzzle. And then sent uh. you to a horse show. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And that was my first time in San Francisco. That was our first time
0: meeting. Yeah, that was a great.
2: <laughs> and I'm back, so it must have been good. Yeah,
1: didn't totally destroy it. It's good. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so two years and a little bit since we've caught up. Yeah. What's new?
2: Um. So, last time with Mackie, I had just decided to join Shopify. I have since joined and left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was, so, I was there for two full years, mm-hmm. and now I I just started at Lyft. So, yeah. last,
0: last time we spoke, you were freelancing still. Yes. And then you went to Shopify and managed. Yes. How was that transition?
2: That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually, I think it was like the perfect baby step. I didn't really expect to be managing quite as much as I was Mm -hmm. Um, but just they already had some awesome illustrators and we were starting a team so it made sense Um, but it was still kind of the perfect baby step between freelancing and full time because I was still working remote Um, and our team was kind of so self-sufficient like we we did integrate with other teams Mm. but we largely managed ourselves, um, and...
0: You guys shipped a ton of stuff. We shipped so much stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: It was super cool. Uh, yeah, so, because we were kind of fairly autonomous, we all just managed our own projects. We kind of had a rule where you're working on one thing with the rest of Shopify and one thing that we just really think would be awesome. mm mm-hmm. um, so, everybody just kept kind of pushing stuff. Oh, I don't know it, it 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 very much my point being that it the day to day structure mirrored what I was already doing, freelancing. Hmm. I was kind of always working on something on my own, and I was always working on at least one thing with someone else in my pajamas <laughs> in my house. that's key. That was important. With toast.
1: <laughs> Job requirements.
2: Very important. Need toast to, the
0: dog. Need to wear pajamas.
2: And and toast the bread.
0: <laughs> <laughs> toast, comma, the bread. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did that uh, change while you were there? Like, did you ever lose more of that and had to do more managing and less, like, independent work and IC stuff?
2: Um... Definitely, like, throughout the time that I was there, the, the job called for either more IC or more managing. I think when I first started, because we were doing, um, working on the redesign, uh, it was almost like I would be an IC on the redesign project and then kind of take whatever I learned from there and bring it back to work with as a manager with the other illustrators um which was kind of perfect uh i kind of it also was one of the big things i was really afraid of when i uh, went from freelance to in-house was i kind of i i thought that like as a freelancer i uh I was exploring all these kinds of new crazy illustration styles and, and, and so going in-house meant that I was going to now yeah. just draw in the same style over and over and and, and then become forgotten. Um
0: <laughs> lost to the dusts of time. i
2: just I if I <laughs> And don't... then everyone
0: took your style.
2: <laughs> well, it was the way I when I went to Joe kind of be an IC on the uh redesign project. They're kind of like, you can have all the time you need. Try things you've never done before. There are no constraints. See you when you're finished. Yeah,
1: (laughs) 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 That's almost worse than having like a deadline, right?
2: (laughs) But so, and and I kind of look back at what I was doing with freelancing. And um, when someone comes to you, it's because they saw something that you already liked that you already did, that they liked, and they are basically saying, Mm -hmm. can you do something as close to this as possible? So you're always kind of iterating on your style. Mm -hmm. Right. um, And and you grow slowly, but steadily. Yeah. But uh, then I went and worked on this redesign and could do anything I want for as long as I want. And it was crazy. Um, But So it was almost the opposite of everything I was afraid of, uh, where I just suddenly, I, I grew like crazy because I had all this space and opportunity and uh, and also kind of taking what we learned and and collaborating back like it, it wasn't just me who came up with that style. I would go work with them, and then I'd take whatever we had back to the other illustrators, and then they'd have some awesome ideas and we'd take it kind of back and forth. Um, so that like that was probably the first year of Shopify. Um and it it was stupid fun. Uh and then And then second year. <laughs> and then the second year also stupid fun, but, but also uh, you know, we have a style now. So yeah. um there was no no place for me to be in IC really.
1: Hmm. Um did you feel trapped by your own creation? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Every day. No. Um No, it was it's still really fun to Draw in the style, but
0: um, having those constraints can be helpful for sure.
2: It's yeah, and, and it, it's also really satisfying to, to have. Like, if you have an illustration style, then you spend ninety percent of your time coming up with just the the best metaphor, and, mm-hmm. and or or spending more time with the researchers, or um, mm-hmm. like the style is set, you can knock it out in an afternoon it takes no time um so now everything else that used to kind of you had to go through pretty quick because you have to spend all this time illustrating you have all this time to explore these pieces of that are not kind of traditionally part of the illustrator's job Mm -hmm. um so that part was really satisfying too um
0: it's kind of problem-solving the communication bit rather than the like style bit.
2: Yeah, and, and also c- just kind of figuring out exactly where we fit. Um, I think because we're not quite we're like kind of design-like, but I I think we like we're much more content. Like we're we're just as close to being content as we are to being part of the design. Mm. Um, and just because designers and illustrators like that—that's got more of a skill crossover. So we, that's kind of where we traditionally live. But
0: mm-hmm. it's about communication more than it, like, is, yeah. it is. Yeah. It is. You're. Yeah.
2: I I think it when illustration is is thought of more as just a thing that you're saying to someone, um, the same way that you would with words then it it's much more effective inside mm-hmm. a product mm-hmm. um so once you have the style established like we that's a lot of what we spent our time doing is is trying to figure out where we fit and and how we collaborate with people and uh
1: yeah uh did you did you all read koi vin's thing from a couple of months ago about illustration styles and products did you see this briefly yeah uh he was basically commenting on like the homogeneity of where we've landed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, I feel like can be traced back to your style. and. Because everyone copied it. Because <laughs> everyone copied it.
2: A little bit. Do
1: you feel that? Like, do you look around at other products launching and you're like, uh, maybe a little different, but like also come on?
2: I mean, I'd, I'm i a little bit uncomfortable saying that like everyone copied my style. Mm. I, I'm more comfortable saying that there were not that many people doing that style at the time, but there was more than just me doing similar styles.
0: Blobby um, people.
2: Blobby people. There weren't that many. It, it was ownable when we first started doing it. Um, and it's less ownable now. And it is a little bit frustrating uh, because, I mean, when ever an illustrator goes in house, like our first task is to create something ownable. And like, what are you supposed to do if every time you come up with something, it's immediately in every other product. Yeah. Um, but I also, I don't know. That's the way art evolves yeah. all the time. Like it's hard to get too worked up about mm-hmm. it as worked up as about it as people do. Um, and I just,
0: that's how trends do.
2: That's what trend, tre- like trends happen in design. Mm-hmm. Trends are going to happen in illustration. And, like, we notice it as designers, um, and and it's super frustrating and obnoxious. But, like, my user on Shopify, do they really care if an HR software has a similar illustration style? Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) what...
0: Yeah, it doesn't ruin their usage of it. It or something doesn't. Like it doesn't affect it at all. It probably wouldn't even register. No, it,
2: yeah. the only people who are noticing it are us. And, and like, it also just kind of makes sense that they're like it because it's such a new piece of design. Um, like a lot of the illustration styles, although some of them are obnoxiously copying and it's irritating. Like they do have. Different but entirely similar constraints like they have to be immediately readable uh at a glance like you can't that you can't be comparing that to uh editorial illustrations that are meant to be expressive like if i have to read it and i have to it has to feel at home inside a product like I mean, it would be cool to put a collage inside a product, but it'd be really obnoxious. Like, it should feel like it's vector because everything else is vector. Like, it it would be it it would be nice to have them be a little bit more different, but I also kind of think it makes sense.
1: Can can you comment at all about? I feel like Dropbox and Intercom are the first two sort of major, like well known companies that have broken away from that because they used to have maybe something similar probably not dropbox but now they're going in a totally different direction where it's like it's like not, vaporwave not clean line I don't mm-hmm. know how I would describe it maybe you guys can come up yeah very weird <laughs> it's like scratches that uh, resemble yeah, things I, uh, not trying to be in say that offensively but like it's scratch marks and things like that
2: yeah um i mean they're branding but like that's branding that's marketing side what is intercom doing inside their product I'm not sure. I yeah. don't use it. But I mean,
0: mostly the same vectory stuff, but there's not. Uh, Dropbox is bringing that style in product for sure. Yeah, they're like all their empty states, empty are states and bizarre upsells and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think it rules. Yeah, um,
1: because it's different.
2: Because it's because it's different. It's also um, because like they're. T- I'm. I mean, I don't. I don't know, but my suspicion is they're going after more, like, artists, Hmm. um, more designers. I don't...
0: That's a decision that will always baffle me, (laughs) that Dropbox is like, let's double down on art.
2: (laughs) I think it's cool. Like, I I mean,
0: it's it's interesting. I I wish
2: I could target artists.
1: You could broaden that and say, like, artists and creative people, because then you're capturing video music. Traditional sure. art, graphic design, like that's, that's they've added a lot of
0: sketch support recently. Yeah, but that's a big pool of people that are doing computer-y work, right? Like, sure.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know who they're going after. Um, I don't. They have know. the
0: biggest files. Production files are huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go.
2: They're talk- they're they need a million guys. terabytes. They have to upgrade. Uh, yeah, I, I think they're, I think they're wor- that stuff looks awesome. I, I would love to do, like, just go be crazy and weird. Yeah. Um. And it's so cool that they get to, and a lot of the times, um, you'll see it a lot more on, uh, branding and marketing, anything that's short lived. Like, a campaign gets to go be weird and and, uh, but like product side. I it just I don't see it happening that often. Yeah. We need to be stable. We need to say stuff. We need to tell you that your payment failed. And then we kinda wanna go experiment on on this cool stuff that's moving forward. And we don't want to have to keep changing the payment failed yeah. thing. We just want it to like we're we're building a lot more to last than any sort of than than any of the crazy weird mm-hmm. campaigns.
1: Uh not to break continuity, because I want to ask some other stuff about Shopify. But <laughs> in the topic of styles and how that moves between companies and brands, now you're at Lyft.
2: Now I'm at Lyft.
1: So what's the situation here? Like, are you doing similar kind of work? And they're not known for their illustrations. Yeah, it's not an illustrationy not yet. company. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's the question. So <laughs> could you talk a little bit about like what's going to happen? And is it about defining style at this point, or? Um, Is there something already there that <laughs> we haven't seen?
2: So I'm on the core design team
0: with Linda, with and, Linda, and Sam, and yeah,
2: yeah. Um, yeah Linda so
0: Dong it's... and Sam Sophis, last names that are helpful. For I people. should know this. I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes. Um, so it's entirely product side, and product and brand are pretty separate there. So um, hopefully, I, I mean, one of the Big offerings of Lyft compared to some of its competitors is is a lot more uh human and, and it's very uh, friendly. It's very friendly, and, and the thing we have to offer is a better experience. So, I I think finding a way to use illustration to inject more of our personality and and kind of the roots of where we came from is is the way to one of the ways to do that. So, um, I don't know. I've only been there for three weeks. So, <laughs> so you're not done yet. I can't believe it's been that long already. It not, seems like it was like the other day. Yeah, yeah, it does. Whoa, I haven't done anything yet. <laughs> um, hopefully, I, or even, I think you don't have to be known for an illustration style to still ha- use a lot of illustration you just have to have it at have it on hand as if people aren't if you need to say something in a very small space like a phone um it's just another tool that you've built for yourself that you can mm. use when it makes sense um i think that's probably the first place we'll come at it and then maybe maybe someday we'll be known for product illustration but not yet
1: um one thing that I'm really bad about that drives Bryn perhaps nuts a lot is perhaps perhaps like most things that I do perhaps Um, (laughs) I have a really hard time breaking
0: away from a style that I'm comfortable with Well, that's more like product design style not like you don't illustrate
1: I don't illustrate but I'm curious if you have a similar thing like you've you now have two years of this Shopify brand style that's become so well known and has so much thought put into it and now you're on a new project do you feel like the weight of that past stuff like ah fuck it's it's on my mind like my i have muscle memory around those shapes and like movements and things like i don't know do you have a similar problem
2: it makes me very nervous yeah i like i mean like i'm Illustrators have <laughs> their own. S- <laughs> it makes
1: me so nervous, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> including right now.
2: <laughs> Full stop. I am nervous. I mean, illustrators like you go to an illustrator for a style. They build that style over traditionally, like over their lifetime, and that's the thing that they do. Um, and in-house illustrators are like a pretty new thing. And I mean, I have, I have reinvented myself in the past. I I Mag two confident I can reinvent myself again, but I like not not like a hundred percent. And and like
0: I've seen you do a lot of different styles. I can do for sure. but like Like those tarot cards. That was one of my oh, like yeah, favorite those were projects dope. you ever did.
2: Yeah, I mean so I used to be really into line art and then I went to Shopify and I was like, ooh, I really can't do that. I better like force myself into these into using, like, more organic shapes uh, where I pre- previously I was, like, entirely very structured. Um, and and that's where I'm at right now is l- luckily um, the branding uh, that already exists in Lyft is entirely different. So it's not tempting to, like, draw general body shapes in the same way because I have a really I, – I I mean – even looking at my personal work compared to the work of Shopify over the past two years, it's very obvious they influenced each other. And I don't know if I can. In I'm confident saying like I wasn't using Shopify work in my personal and, and vice versa. But like you know, they both. Came, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know which ones came from me. That'll probably happen again. But so I guess lucky for me, uh. Just the Lyft branding is like it's not organic. It's it's not it's not blobby people. It, they don't feel at home. So I'm I see. gonna be forced to figure it out. And cool. And I'm glad but nervous. <laughs> okay.
1: Good to know. Good to know. Uh, I want to jump back to Shopify because I'm interested in remote management. Mm-hmm. How did it work? <laughs> was it hard? Easy? What did like tips? It tricks? was
2: hard. No tips and tricks. I don't know. Um, It helped a lot that I was, from the beginning, like more of a technical lead than exclusively a manager. So I came in kind of...
0: Shopify calls all their managers leads, right?
2: Yes. Which
0: you seemed more like a lead than most.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, the distinction, I think, compared to other companies is I was just entirely a lead. But Hmm. um, at, at Shopify, you leads and managers are the same thing Mm -hmm. um and i think it was to my benefit to just be able to come in and be like i've never done this before i have no idea how to manage people but um i'm pretty good at drawing And if you want my help like here i am um,
1: Expectation setting.
2: Yeah, yeah, expectations <laughs> were set low.
1: <laughs> Good strategy. I like um,
2: it. But so, and and I think everyone else on the team had experience with running the team themselves. So so, it was a lot more. I, I was just, I was a technical lead more than a manager and we together built the rest of the structure mm-hmm. around the team. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think it also really helps that illustration is kind of its own little island and we all kind of work separate, like we all had our own projects and we all work separately anyway. Um, so even when I did come in the office, like it wasn't, we would, we would type to each other. Yeah. Um, like weirdos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't tell the rest of them what we're doing. <laughs> we're sitting right next to each other typing.
1: <laughs> was, is that a requisite you feel like that you had to be in the office occasionally? Because it was remote, but you flew to Ottawa quite a bit mm-hmm. to be with the team. And do you feel like that was sort of the glue there? Or would it really be possible to do that kind of stuff fully remote?
2: Um. I know I think it was pretty important it, it was I think particularly at the beginning like if I had my time back um I would have gone to Ottawa for I don't know a, a month or two like I, I would put the way more time in up front and then it would be much easier yeah um once I am remote I think anytime I if I would do the same if I was going remote again um and but but I still think it was important to go in every so often. Kind of by the end of it, I was going in more like every six weeks mm-hmm. or every two months or something, uh, just because Ottawa is really far away from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of killing me. Um, but, and, and it's, I think you kind of have to convince yourself that it is worth your time because it definitely is but you go into the office and you do the exact same thing and and like nothing that tangible comes out of being in the office so it's really easy to talk yourself into believing that like you don't need to go anymore Uh. um and that's not the case like just just coming in the office with no particular plan was ended up being super valuable um, even if it, w- it did end up being kind of hard on me in the end.
1: From like a team building perspective. Yeah. yeah.
2: Just um, just uh, reminding yourself of, of everyone's shorthands and like it, it kind of being around people, it helps you read what they say in their voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like that goes so far when you're remote. I uh,
0: definitely could see that. <laughs>
2: When I, I, I say a lot of things in all caps, but that means I'm joking. So <laughs> And also yelling. <laughs>
0: so on that note, one of the hardest things generally to do as a manager that I've found was give feedback. And I feel like that would be doubly tricky when you're typing it. <laughs> I don't know. Or even video calling
1: it. Like even if you took the next step closer and feel like not being in person would be well, simultaneously like, hard, but also a relief because then you can just step away from it afterwards, I don't know. Hard feedback. Hard feedback.
2: People feedback. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm particularly good at people feedback.
1: <laughs> okay, um, again, expectation setting. <laughs> I,
2: but everybody knew. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't know, I found, I actually really liked having um, the video like one-on-ones, um, because he's almost like you, it gives you permission to make them extra awkward. <laughs> I could either be, cause as soon as it, it's easy to just get off the phone as soon as it's over. So I don't know. I had like a wall of really awkward questions and they knew they were there and we had like, or we, we had a shared document and yeah. we have to go through them. Like I find, um, I, I found it easy to use all the tools that made me uncomfortable, but I knew were good for me when we were remote. Um, and I found in person, it was so easy to just go, off, go get a kinda. coffee. And like, I haven't seen you in a while. And, and we both know <laughs> that we don't like this. So let's just make it easy this time. Um, I also find I like giving feedback typing. I think I think when I I think I give better feedback when I'm typing, um, technical and people, just because I find it's like really it it's m- so much more thoughtful and organized um, when I when I give feedback when I'm talking, like I just start talking.
0: Yep, <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> yeah, I I always think I'm like a better communicator when I'm typing something than when I'm speaking yeah, something.
2: Yeah, and you're like. If it's important things, like, just let me say it in the way that I'm really thoughtful and organized. Mm -hmm. Um, If I say it with my face, I don't know. I'm not as good. (laughs) (laughs) Ah,
1: yes. Saying it with your face. That old bit. (laughs) Yep. And so you did that for two years.
2: I did that for two years.
1: And in the meantime, we didn't have any new episodes of Design Details with you. No, it was a dark period,
2: but we're back. We call
0: that the dark ages.
2: <laughs> the dark ages.
1: Uh, so what happened? What changed?
2: Um, I think... obviously
1: don't need any sensitive details, but
2: <laughs> I what, mean. what does that
1: mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, eventually, you, you left and you I came did. here.
2: Um, so I think the catalyst for it was so when I joined Shopify, um, I was still like living out of airbnbs and traveling and um and i had kind of joined shopify thinking that i could continue to do that easily um and that was that was not the case uh, i i would it was just exhausting um trying to always work getting back to ottawa and be on everyone's schedule and um it didn't work quite as well as i expected uh, so i moved back to vancouver after about a year, year and a half. Um, and it was really great to be home. And, but like I had lived in Vancouver for, I don't know, seven years before that and traveled for two years. And then I moved back to Vancouver and it was just like, my life was moving backwards. Like I've been here before. Um, and And so that was kind of the first time I started thinking about like what my next move is. And while I was traveling, I kind of had this image of, well, I don't have, people used to always ask me, like, when I'm going to stop traveling and find a place to live. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, I'll probably get tired and just stop. Like, of all the things that I need to plan for, that's not one of them. That'll That's going to sort itself out. Um, and I did get tired and I stopped in Amsterdam for a little while. Um, and I came back to Vancouver, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, Amsterdam! You must, you must be so tired. That must be crazy." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know how uh, how social you think I am. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to audiobooks and went I to just museums." I stayed inside in Amsterdam <laughs> instead of here. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was pretty lonely. <laughs> oh no! So after that, I was like, "All right, I'm, I'm not. If I move to some weird place, it would be." F- because it's a cool story, and for literally no other reason. Okay. <laughs> so, if we're
1: being honest about it,
2: that's the reason. So I was like, okay, I'm moving to San Francisco or New York because yeah. I already know people. Um, and so I picked San Francisco. I like the mountains, and I like to go to bed early. And you like us. And you guys are okay. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Um, I
0: noticed you don't throw birthday parties with just anyone, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is going to be so good. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Meg and I have the same birthday, is the context there.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, so Shopify was, I, I talked to uh, my boss about moving to San Francisco. I was ready to leave, and they were fantastic about it, and they said, no problem. You can move to San Francisco and we'll help you get there. And then it was like, I can't move to a new city by myself to go, like, do the exact same thing and work in my pajamas and make no friends. And it's just, if I want to, if I want to, I'm ready. I'm leaving because I want to change. And, like, this is only halfway. Uh, And if I want to move to San Francisco and, like, go all in, then I should
0: Go all, in. Go all into an office. <laughs> Go all into
2: the San Francisco life. Um, so I talked to Katie mm-hmm. at Lyft. Mm-hmm. Katie Dill. Katie Dill.
1: Was that at the top of your list for some particular reason?
2: Katie was Katie the was? reason. Um, yeah, uh, we met at currents years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of always wanted to work together. And, and so the timing just was right. Um,
0: this was shortly after she went to Lyft. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah, she brought me along with her. Nice. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so all three of us have quit our jobs in the last year.
0: Cool. Cool. <laughs> Good talk.
1: <laughs> I find it to be...
0: Uh, the hardest part of having a job is quitting the it. The hardest part <laughs> of having the job.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely... I was so stressed out about quitting um, when I kind of thought like I thought it was a terrible horrible thing I was doing to my team and my my boss um, or my lead who like I, I thought he was making all these plans and I was just going to ruin them and, and I I I don't know. I, th- I when I finally quit, he was just like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, that's fine. <laughs> like, bummer. We're we're bummed, but happy for you." And I was like, "Oh, whoa, yeah." <laughs> the weight off my shoulders. Um,
0: Robo show out. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, I guess I'm not that important. Why did I think I'm so important? This is a very large company. They'll be fine. Yeah. Why? Like <laughs>
1: they made it this far they- without me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I like. I thought about it for weeks of how I was just gonna. It was gonna be terrible, and it it was fine. They have lots of illustrators, and, mm-hmm. and they'll be fine.
1: Uh, did you do the traditional, like two weeks? Because I think that comes up quite a bit. Uh, like if two weeks is a thing that
2: applies is, in professional applies <laughs> in this
1: context yeah. at all. Like how did you decide not only when, but then how long you would stay after to finish up whatever you were.
2: So I I gave like five weeks I think, which is a lot. Yes. Um, but so I had read a tweet not that long ago from Christy Tillman Tillman from Slack, yeah, um, saying how she thought it was crazy if anyone qu- gave less than a month's notice. Like you need a month minimum if you're in any kind of leadership, which I was. Um, and so I had set like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to be a a good person about this. I, I want to give at least a, a month's notice. Um, and, and then we were just coming up around, uh, um, performance reviews and like, that shit is a lot of work to write a performance review. Um, so I, I knew it was happening and I kind of was like, I ended up giving notice, like, kind of way too early because i was like oh oh you should stop you should stop working so hard on on the on my performance review because it's it's, it won't matter it's not gonna matter (laughs) uh and i and i thought i was giving like the appropriate amount of notice um uh we also had our internal conference summit coming up um so that was kind of a factor of whether or not I i should be going but it ended up it ended up being way too much notice, and uh, I I think if I were to quit again, I would like I ended up with like six weeks with nothing to do, basically like trying Shit. to do transition yeah. stuff, but like yeah. it just it didn't make sense for me to start on anything. It didn't make sense for mm. I, I was like kind of it's around, a very uncomfortable
1: position to yeah. be in. You know? Yeah, it's just awkward,
2: and especially like I. I it was the most, being remote, it was the most awkward time because I was like, I have nothing to do and I I can't even like come into the office and, and try to do something. I'm just like sitting at my computer at home trying to think of something to do, but not doing anything. Yep. I'm just staring at the wall. I don't know. It has to be
0: even harder being remote. Like-
2: But I was just... Every time I left the house, I was, like, riddled with guilt. Because I was like, I'm supposed to be doing something right now, but I don't even know what it is.
1: Do you two have a strategy for handoff? So... What what you actually want to accomplish before you you leave for the last time?
0: I've always quit with the intent of, like, I'm going to finish my projects, and then I will leave. Like, okay, I'm telling them I'm done. Finish whatever I have left on my plate. Leave. So I've... Most of the case... Most of the cases, most of the time, uh, it's been like a week. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'm done. Peace. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. Uh, I stayed a little longer at Figma. Um, I wrapped everything up the beginning of the second week, but I like wanted to end it on the like weekend, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, I really liked working there, so I wanted to like be around those people longer. But did you write like documentation or
1: like a a brain dump of things that you've been thinking about or? Do you feel like that's not necessarily useful to the people that that end up you're I leaving behind? I tried to do
2: something like that. Um, I don't think it was super useful. Yeah. I kind of and I yeah I I spent a I, I mean I kind of went into it with the attitude of like this is happening on your schedule. Like I I would like to I'll stay as long as you want if you'd actually need me to do something like finish Cause I didn't have any, like all, all our projects were pretty, I mean, I could finish up a project, but that'll take a day, like, or mm-hmm. it'll take a year. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> nothing in between. Nothing in between. Um, and so I kind of was like, this is happening. Now it's, and, and now I've handed this off to you. You tell me what is the most useful. Yeah. What's the best, what's the best thing I can possibly do? Um, and without that direction, I tried to do a bunch of things like that. Like this is where I, what I think we could be working on is if I had a, a dream scenario, these are all the things I would do. So just to leave you guys with lots of ideas and here's the documentation I wish we had and all these things. And I don't think anyone really wanted them. Yeah. Like it. it well, maybe. it's good to have fresh Ideas like we didn't mm-hmm. do them for in. We had two years and we didn't do those things. Like, yeah, let someone else come up with the dream projects. Mm-hmm.
1: I had a, I had a similar thing. I wrote up like things that were interesting that we never got around to because we were always so busy. Yeah, and like gave it to everyone. I don't think it was actually useful. Maybe it made me feel good at, at the time. I guess
0: the only things I documented were processes. So like we had an SVG pipeline at Sidewire that mm-hmm. I was like really proud of, and we used it for everything. And like having that uh i think was the only thing i really needed to document everything else was like whoever comes in is going to figure out their own way to do it so like why even
2: yeah i like i tried to do a think hard of about everything that's inside my brain that that someone else needs access to <laughs> And it was just like this useless an, an, document. An empty vault.
0: <laughs> Here's what Meg's thinking about Lots these days. Lots of
1: cobwebs and maybe a slice of pizza in the corner. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Sounds not like saying, a good no. document now. Now I want some pizza. i been
0: thinking about pizza uh, a lot lately. Uh, you may uh, or may not need that information.
1: <laughs> anyways, peace. Uh, have you ever had a bad... Quitting experience before? I guess you've maybe quit the most jobs of any of us. I don't know about you, Mike. Are
0: you telling me? No, I'm asking if you've you've had any. I mean, it was really hard for me to quit Figma because Dylan. Yeah, uh, Dylan Field, the CEO of Figma, is a very kind and empathetic person. And then you like go and like tell him. I was terrified going up. I was like, I don't want to tell Dylan. Like that. That sounds really hard. Uh, Telling my boss Claire was like pretty straightforward she was like very chill about it it's kind of her mo Mm -hmm. um but yeah telling dylan was like really hard he's a very kind person and like trying to talk to him about something that is feeling ish or like will will create feelings i'm like no don't do it (laughs) because he does that on his own yeah yeah what i I cried when i left figma yeah yeah. sure
1: (laughs) what would be like the ideal scenario for a manager or a boss to react? Like, how should a, a great boss react if you're quitting?
2: I think you've got to be nothing but excited. Like, there's no, I mean, you can, you, you have to be that excited. <laughs> Sick. Finally. <So> good. <laughs> Thank God. I've been wanting to make a new hire. Uh, I mean, like, I, that was, I think, one of the biggest reliefs when I did quit was I like I'd been thinking about it for working myself up for I don't know how long of how I was going to talk to Jesse and and like what if he says this I'll have this ready and I had this whole like speech ready and I told him and he was just like oh well that's that's exciting that's crazy like I, he was just like nothing but positive and it was just perfect it was like it's not like anything you could have said would have changed my mind yeah um and, and like even though he's my lead i also consider him a friend and so like for someone to not be excited for this new chapter in my life would be i think really hurtful i yeah, don't know it would it would be totally. a real bummer um And and now we're in this position where like one of the appeals of Lyft is that it's in a similar position that Shopify was when I joined. And I have all this experience that I get to now take Mm. to a a fresh start. Um, But I can also take their different approaches and talk to Jesse about it. um, And the fact that he left that communication open, I think is a, a really big deal.
1: Yeah, that seems important. And, like, obviously you've had a great relationship with Dylan after the fact.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and the whole Figma Dylan team. Dylan was super supportive. Like, I'm yeah. I'm still very close to the Figma team. Um, one thing I'd say is don't quit until you've vested. <laughs> <laughs> like, until <laughs> after the date. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that matter for me before. Like, I've never... Note to other people. <laughs> I've never, like, I don't know, what's the word for, like, buying the options. I don't remember. Uh, executed the options? I, um, I don't bought remember. Bought the options? Yeah. So, yeah. like... I've never bought any options before that have been vested for me. So I like, didn't worry about it. And now I'm definitely kicking myself. Mm. Um, So don't do that. And also (laughs) if if you quit with the intention of leaving the day after you vest, they can just fire you. (laughs) (laughs) That is a possibility. They can. Yeah. Don't, don't quit early when vesting is on the line. Yeah. I think
1: I probably risked that a little.
0: I've, I've never heard of that happening. I've, I just know that it can happen. It
1: would be a dick move on the company's part, but yeah, companies can be Com- dicks. Yeah, yeah. I
2: think I think like HR has come a long way, at least in <laughs> tech companies. Sure. So, I, as far as I know, like most HR. Well,
0: now it's called people operations.
2: Pe- whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I... humans aren't resources. Yeah. That's humans are friends, not food. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that was a Finding Nemo joke.
2: Oh, wasn't good. It yeah, was pretty good. Good one. <laughs> um, I think I think HR is usually just trying to like take care of you and and, and be not terrible, but like that's maybe a a newer thing in tech.
1: Mm-hmm. It seems like these days you'd have a bigger hit to your reputation if you became known for.
2: Yeah. Treating employees
1: who mm-hmm. leave like shit. Yep. Because. Also, people come back. Yeah, yeah, and you want to leave the door open for people to come back. Totally, it's a good point. Mm-hmm. Anything else there?
0: Not really. I mean, I I did have my manager leave once. That was an interesting experience. Hmm. I mean, from from the other side of like quitting to your manager isn't as hard I find as like having someone in the middle quit. Um. Which was very offputting. I'm like, I don't know what I do now. Like for a while, and then I just ended up having to like fill both seats for, to some degree. Like, we're not hiring a new manager, so I guess I'm the thing now. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's.
1: Uh, I think it's shitty at the time. Um, I had an experience at Facebook where we didn't have a PM for a while, and I think this—the more people I talk to. I find this is quite a common scenario where they won't have a PM. And so an engineer or a designer will end up filling that role. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I find that those are always the best outcomes for those individuals because they grow in leadership skills and they learn to think a little bit differently about the day-to-day work. They look at um, spreadsheets a lot. So now I'm almost wondering, like I've heard it happen enough Then the last year, I'm wondering if it's this is just like a strategy that companies have is like, we want you to step up. Yeah, like fire a PM or get a PM to quit. <laughs> Just like <laughs> transfer them to a different team. There's a lot of ways let, to let do it. Let someone that. sort of fill that role naturally because they'll probably be really good at it if they fill it naturally. I, feel I like
0: management is the opposite case Maybe. where like people get pushed into management for no reason. Yeah, often stressful. That's why. That's why I'm. Yeah. That's why I'm interested, I mean, it's like, stressful even when you want to do it, right? Like it's.
2: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not the same thing if you don't. Want it. It's not the I don't know where I'm going with this. It's I hate it.
0: <laughs> it's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean this gets the IC versus management track mm-hmm. thing yeah. mm-hmm. gets talked about a lot.
1: Yeah. Um uh, Do you miss working in your pajamas? Yes. Or is Lyft's pajama friendly office?
2: Um, I think I could get away with pajama life, but okay. like I still have to be there early. So I may as well just put on some pants. It's cold out. <laughs> okay <laughs> um, yeah it's it's weird going I going into an office every day and and I also like with Shopify because there was a time difference. I batch there was a small window where I could have meetings and then I'd have the rest of the day so like I go into the office every day and there's meetings from nine till five it it said, it's different it's um I I think I mean
0: I mean I doodle in meetings so it's like basically <laughs> work yeah, it's time
2: basically it's it's uh, I knew I knew I was too comfortable working from home and I I set out to go and sit next to some really smart people who are good at things that I've never tried before like this was a major driving force to wanting to move here. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's one of those things that's like, anytime I'm not happy going to the office, it's, it I just like this is this is literally why you you came here, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but there's definitely parts of it that I I miss.
1: On that note, now that you are here and you're a few weeks in, yes, uh, is there anything that's keeping you up at night?
2: keep me up at night i mean i wonder about working in tech in general like we another motivating factor to coming to Lyft is like i i really like their strong moral compass Mm -hmm. like they they're loud about it and and that's what i would like to be um and and I feel really good about working at a company who, who does things that I really believe in. Um, and I think that was something I was really craving. Uh, but like, we're kind of all building apps mm-hmm. for each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I do wonder if, I, there's if I'm gonna wake up at like sixty and and be like you built you did product illustrations your whole life, but what's like, wrong with that they' they teach you how to use an app. they're not lasting, they're not changing they're not they're. I guess I, I have such a stark comparison to editorial illustrations and product illustrations. And I really just enjoy making system illustrations and product illustrations. Like, I just personally get a lot out of that. But I wonder, like, I I get frustrated when I see all these illustrators who are crazy talented and there's all this stuff going on in the world and if people can just find a good way to talk about it we could talk about it mm-hmm. and there are all these powerful communicators and we we draw cupcakes all day
1: mm-hmm.
2: um and i wonder if i'm gonna wish i did more of that
1: i see uh it reminds me of like the quote everyone's heard the best minds of our generation are figuring out how to deliver ads more effectively or something like that yeah, yeah.
2: That, that, that's that exactly sort of it. sentiment. Yeah. It's really fun, but like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: It's fun and challenging and you get to work with it's, interesting
2: people on interesting yeah. things. And I love the shit out of my life. Yeah.
0: So is the question then, is it helping others?
2: Is it helping others outside of my bubble? Yeah. Not really. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Is that a bad thing? answer
0: no it's a
1: good answer it's a thinker (laughs) it's a thinker um yeah this there's a bubble Uh, like and i think in the back of our heads at least for me is like we have so many peers in design and development is like i want this to also appeal to these people even if the product might not necessarily be meant for them in your case like lyft is a every bubble like people use it all across the u.s right yeah like I find myself in the back of my head thinking, like I also want it to appeal to my friends. Like I want
2: my wor- I, <laughs> I want, want my friends stu- to like I want it. my friends to use my stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, Feels good. Fun fact: Your friends all use that stuff. <laughs> my friends
2: all use it. That's cool. Yeah, so
0: you, te- you ch- checked that box.
2: I've checked that box. Yeah. yeah, I I guess it was a. I don't know if it was. A, I should have really tied it that much to Lyft. It's not really Lyft or tech. It's more like editorial, like. Message, saying, communication, communication, saying yeah. big fucking things, mm-hmm. um, versus drawing cupcakes all day.
0: Mm-hmm. Meg, the visual journalist,
1: yeah, Robo Show. You could See? start the lift, uh, Ly- the lift newspaper.
2: That sounds cool.
1: Yeah, the Daily Lift.
2: Daily Lift, I'm in.
1: Cool. New York Times. Meg's coming for you. Oh boy.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right wait well, till you see ray guns with pizza in them.
2: oh yeah <laughs> don't be sick
0: <laughs> well i guess we'll catch you in two years
2: two years oh where will i be then
1: <laughs> who knows well that's why we'll have a conversation <laughs> <laughs> maybe mars at that point who knows oh boy oh boy
2: okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> well thanks for coming and hanging out
2: thanks for having me
0: that was episode 241 thanks so much to meg for coming back two years after her most recent episode at Epicureans with Matthew Saturday. Also, Thank you for listening. Th- thanks to you for
1: coming back and listening once more. Unless this was your first episode. In which case... Or unless you're doing it surreptitiously as a traitor. In any... Uh, of these scenarios we appreciate your time listening Uh, we hope you'll let us know what you thought we're on Spectrum we have a community for this exact podcast at spectrum.chat slash specfm Uh, you can come hang out we've got a ton of communities for designers and developers just like you Uh, and if you want to make a community for your business organization project whatever it might be or your own podcast or your own podcast don't build your own platform you can do that at spectrum.chat it's all free give it a try. We'd love to hear what you think and we'll see you in there. See you next week.